Up next, this is what happens when scientifically illiterate people have brilliant ideas. More evidence, perhaps, that in 2023, access to the keyboard should be means-tested. I'm John Logan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only website card. Now, before we kick off on today's question, I've got a little shop tip for you. Like, dude, how often have you pulled something apart in, I don't know, 1962 or something, and it's been carefully heaped up, all the bits have been carefully heaped up like this somewhere in your fat cave, and then 50 years later you go to reassemble it, and one critical little countersink socket head thing is just, you know absent strangely christ knows where it is you spend the next three weeks looking for it or you could just go to amazon and get yourself something like this which is a little metal tray with a magnet on the back which is just a thing of beauty and a joy to behold because if you've got all these parts you just put them like this and they stick anywhere and they hardly ever fall away and they'll sit there for 50 friggin years waiting for you to get ready to put that I don't know, toaster back together. And that is a thing of beauty and a joy to behold. They're very cheap as well. And this will just increase the, I don't know, it'll just lubricate the fat cave in some critical way. And we all know a bit of lubrication at critical times quite nice philosophically. So if you can't find these trays, you can make your own. You can get those rare earth magnets, not unlike this one, 20 cent sort of size. You can screw them down to a piece of plate or you can, you know, go upstairs and whip a baking tray out of, you know, your wife's kitchen and just pretend that you don't know where it is. You know, if she asks you where it is, I don't know, and just make her think she's losing her mind, dude. That, And you'll have it in the fat cake. Just a little baking tray, you know, for the parts and your critical magnets on the back of it. These things are super strong. Like, dude, you've got a bunch of drills and you've got a bunch of fasteners and they just, you know, nothing ever gets lost is the point I'm trying to make. Anyway, that's nice. This might be the most useful thing in this whole video now that I think about it. However, two dudes have taken the trouble to communicate with me and in the spirit of an authentic dialogue with you, it would be disrespectful not to address their brilliant ideas. <laughs> they can agree. First chap is Digital Demonic Davros. I do hope that's not a real name. Anyway, DDD says... Is a thing I don't hear anyone talking about. Here, H-E-R-E, -E, two thumbs up, triple D. Here's a thing I don't hear anyone talking about. If ICE cars use an alternator to charge the battery, why isn't there an equivalent charge system to put, say, 50% of the charge back in using the rear axle to drive the charge unit? Yeah, what a great suggestion. See, if you don't pay attention at school, it's really easy to come up with brilliant ideas, isn't it? It's really easy not to say to yourself, you know, every day tens of thousands of people go to universities and laboratories and R&D centres and they really do devote themselves quite diligently to making cars more friggin' efficient. And if it was actually that simple, don't you think somebody smarter and more educated than perhaps you might have already gone down this track and figured out whether that would work or not. You know, because I, I guess being 
scientifically illiterate is a way of injecting society with a broad-spectrum Dunning-Kruger effect. Speaking of which, here's a similar question from a dude named Mark who has reached out not once but thrice on this. Mark says, this is attempt number two, I think. Hey, John, I asked this question on a previous video and haven't got a response from you or any other tech heads yet. Apostrophe S on tech heads. I don't know why. So I'll ask again. Why can't you put high output alternators on each wheel of an EV and charge the batteries? Double T E R Y S. Whilst driving along. Not quite perpetual motion, but close to it. Cheers. Mark, subscribed boomer. Can you see that? This is perhaps the worst thing about Mark's missive is that he's a boomer who emojis. The thing about emojis, right? Like if you're a chicken, you emoji. Okay, I'll allow that. But if you're a dude, like a dude our age, and you emoji, that's just use the right language, dude. There's no need to emoji because the words convey the nuance of exactly what you're saying, etc. Anyway, Mark describes himself as a subscribed boomer. And of all of the generations, Boomer is the one I have the least time for. And this is a paradox because I am one. I'm only just a Boomer by one year and one week, I think. Boomers go from 46 to 64, and I was born in the last week of 63. So, missed it by... The thing about Boomers, which I am critical of, right, is that... Boomers were the first generation in Australia. I'm not sure about elsewhere in the world about boomers, but here in Australia, boomers basically brought this new attitude to our culture, which I wish we could cut out and throw in the trash, but I think it's too late now. The attitude was, it's cool to be dumb, mate. Like, that education, not to be trusted. I don't trust that, those dickheads who went to university. Yeah, I agree. Because aside from, you know, every technological advancement which benefits you every day, which was designed by somebody with high education, uh, yeah, totally right, dude. Anyway, Mark got a bit shirty, I guess you'd say, that I hadn't answered his question, and he added some comments in question number three. These are the comments here down just about there. Mark goes, from a subscribed, in all caps, baby boomer as if this is supposed to motivate me in some way to just get on the black Nomex of Captain Fat Cave and get into it, right? If you can't answer questions from a subscriber, then what's the point of your channel? With uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven question marks. One is sufficient, Mark, but you, hey, you emoji. So let's talk about the actual principle in play here, which is these clever mechanisms, you know, you have six beers and you come up with a clever mechanism for catching free energy in some way. And I'd suggest that, uh, yeah, nice try, but it's a violation of a thing that we, people who actually went to university, call <laughs> the second law of thermodynamics, which is kind of deep in the source code of, uh, well, how would you put it, um, the whole fucking universe, dude. The second law, there's a big long thing that you can say about it, but the second law just says that we're all in this casino called the universe and we're all obliged to play and the rule is you lose with every hand. And instead of betting with, you know, cash, 
the currency is available energy. So every time you do a process, you lose available energy. And that means that if you cleverly just sit there like a digital demonic Davros, who has, in my view, spent far too much time digitally remastering, let's call it, when he could have been paying attention to things that actually matter, that if you take energy from the back axle, he's assuming that the EV is front drive and therefore energy that you might derive from the back axle is somehow free. And that would just be the freest kick of all time for efficiency. That's digital demonic Davros's core hypothesis, I guess you'd call it. And the problem with that is that energy is coming out of the battery and being used to drive the front wheels and also being lost to all kinds of resistances like the drivetrain, friction, uh, hysteresis in the rubber and aerodynamic drag, things of that nature. Conversion efficiency when it converts from the battery to actual electricity that you can use and goes through the inverter and every step you lose because you're just playing another round at the big casino called the universe and you have to lose every time, okay? so. If you were to put what had, uh, an equivalent charge system to put, say, 50% of the charge back, well, if you did that, if you put whatever equivalent charge you know, compensation system on the back axle, it would draw additional energy out of the battery, and the energy that you could recoup from such a system would be less than the energy you could drag out of the battery, dude. And, you know... Boomer Mark's suggestion of not just an alternator or alternators on the wheels, but high output alternators. Like, dude, can you imagine having a conversation with Mark over the back fence? And I could say, how's your uh, EV engineering uh, going, Mark? And he could go, yeah, really good, mate. I made a change. You know those alternators I was putting on the wheels? Yeah, well. I took them off. I go, hmm, really? And he could go, yeah, you know what I'm going to replace them with? And I could go, knock me down with a feather, dude, what? And he could go, high output alternators. And I could go, really? Why are you doing that? And he could look across the fence and higher output. So let's talk about that and why it's not going to work. I, I think I need a prop. Stand by. You're familiar with one of these. It's a death machine, right? Like, and it's not dissimilar to the death machine of a car, basically. It's a battery with a motor that does work at a thing that we might just think of as a wheel, okay? So when you press the trigger, which I'm not going to do because I haven't got my safety specs on, but when you do, energy comes out of the battery, goes into the motor and a gearbox and gets to the wheel and does worky kind of stuff on steel with a flap disc like this basically just polishing it up which is something both of these chaps I think are quite familiar with. So you do that all right now that makes perfect sense and everyone gets that. Now you can't put an alternator on the disc somehow and pump energy back into the battery because the energy you could recover from the disc while it's doing its thing is less than the energy that the extra resistance would take out of the system so you're just on a lose right it's the lose lose proposition to do anything like this however what you can do and in fact what is done with all hybrids and evs is that when you're driving along you know in your ev or your hybrid 
when you stop doing actual work, right, and you're just coasting up to the lights, you've got energy, you've got kinetic energy, okay? So when you take your foot off the accelerator, the momentum of the car and its kinetic energy carries it forwards, and you've got to stop in, I don't know, a couple of hundred metres or something, right? So everything's turning, but you're not burning. You're not burning the battery because you've got your foot off. And what happens then is that the momentum is driving the wheel, and that's turning the gearbox and turning the motor, which generates electricity, because when you drive an electric motor that way, we've got a term for that, and the term would be generator. And that would pump electricity back into the batteries, right? So there's no need to bolt anything onto the outside of the friggin' car, dudes. You're already doing that in an EV or a hybrid because when the motor is driven by the wheels in that way, you're doing what's called regenerative braking. And the only thing is, if you've acquired, let's say, two kilowatt hours of energy that's a hell of a lot of energy but if you had acquired two kilowatt hours of energy and you start regeneratively braking you can't put two kilowatt hours back in because we're in the casino and you've got to lose okay you can only put a bit back in and that's just how they already roll so two messages from this particular video okay video number one is that a whole bunch of brainiacs who've actually done the hard work at university go into institutions and diligently try to make vehicles and everything else more efficient every day and I got no problem with people who didn't get off on physics like I get it dude like physics doesn't get you the chicks I've had five ex-wives. I have five ex-wives. I think they still exist. I'm not sure about number three, but the other four still exist, right? So physics doesn't get you the chicks. And I get that. I get that you don't have to pay attention, but you can't presume that you can just go and have a couple of beers and come up with a better idea than everybody who plays this like an extreme sport, okay? So that's point number one. And point number two is basic scientific literacy, dudes. Like, I get this question at least three times a week. Like, why don't we just put some energy recovery system on the wheels that aren't being driven? Dude, because it's going to cost you more than you can buy with the energy that you actually do recover with your bullshit system. So, Mark, I hope that uh, this... I have dealt sufficiently with your question. You did ask it three times, dude. And Digital Demonic Davros, I do hope you have taken the time to have your, you know, digital remastering paused for just ever so slightly so that perhaps you could bask in this solution. And I do look forward to both of you dudes having a think about what I've just said and, you know, telling me where I've gone horribly wrong and how it is actually possible to go in yo shed and have a better idea than all of science.